Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. What is going on in your world today? There does seem to be a lot going on in the outer world. And all of these things are occurring, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's something going on in your communities, or whether it's something that is happening on a global scale, are occurring to keep turning you back in. There is a marriage that must occur because our growth, our evolution, our involution is all dependent upon relationships relationships to others, relationships to the world, and most importantly, our relationship to self. We're going to dive in and deep into many amazing topics to really start to look at what real relationship is. And this includes not only the other, but especially the sacred you and the relationship to your sensuality, your sexuality, your body, and the integration of all that is. And so I'm looking forward to diving into that and introducing you to my delicious guest that I have. But first, I want to mention that 1111 Magazine is out for this month. I invite you to take a look at it. It is completely free and digital, and it is available all of the time there for you on the website at 1111mag.com. There are some powerful interviews, some amazing wisdom is shared, and some beautiful pieces that I always share in each issue. So definitely tap into that. If you're too busy to allow that to support you, then I invite you to experience a free issue of 1111 Magazine on audio. You can grow on the go and take it in in bite-sized pieces, along with receiving a beautiful meditation and intention each month that can keep you focused, on track, and supporting a collective movement of all of us focusing in on a particular area so that we create a ripple of change in the world. You can text 1111 to 443 one 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 zero. That's text eleven eleven to four four three six four one 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 zero and get your free issue today. I'm excited to share that with you. Take a moment, close your eyes, deepen into your breath, and imagine what it is that you long for. What is it that you long for? I long for you. Will I ever reach the peace of earth? or time and space, where I can lay down at your feet this longing that I have carried throughout the history of creation? Will I ever discover the shores of your soul, where I can crawl on my hands and knees out of the tumultuous ocean into your arms for just one moment? Who are you that I speak of? What are you? Why do you haunt me so, tormenting my every waking awareness with your ungraspable presence? from the setting of the sun until its first rays flicker at my eyelids once again. I see beauty in you as I become a mirror that cannot close its eyes to your longing to know me. I love you so absolutely that the only reason my heart beats is to know you more. Your glory breathes me and I still, I want you closer than my breath. O gracious and eternal love, will the gift of my life be ever enough to lay at your feet? Thank you. Thank you. For your presence in my life. In order to reach the pure states of longing and gratitude that lead to rapture and divine union, we humans must bravely face and clear any obstacles to this opening of the heart. As many of you have already discovered through years of relationships, as soon as you start getting close, it's only a matter of time before the wounds begin to surface. The masculine and feminine polarities within us carry distinct and separate wounds of love. The feminine principle often fears abandonment, disappointment, and betrayal of her heart. The masculine principle can often experience a sense of getting trampled on, used, or losing his love from the outside force. One of his deep secret fears is the heart breaking or being taken in. It is sometimes said that a man only truly loves once and can never fully recover from his first heartbreak. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about love, about sacred relationships, about intimacy, and about alchemy today with my guest, Anaya Sophia. 
She is an independent mystic of an almost forgotten faith and a teacher of Kundalini Yoga. She carries on an oral transmission from the sacred feminine mysteries, which she weaves into all of her gatherings. This mystical tradition is a continuous lineage with the feminine principle that throughout the centuries has preserved spiritual dignity without the need for permission or recognition from any other source. Anaya breathes the wisdom of the feminine principle into the transformational process that we long for. She is uh, the author of the book, Sacred Sexual Union, which I read that passage from, along with Sacred Relationships, co-authoring with Padma Aon Prakasha and many other beautiful works. You can find out more about her at AnayaSophia.com, and I'm excited for you to meet her once again as we welcome her back to 1111. Welcome back, Anaya. It is wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much, Simran. I, I enjoyed listening to those words again. I remember that absolute moment of writing that poetry. So that was a real breath of fresh air. Thank you so much. Mm, you know, the, the sacred union that we all, I think, do long for at some level or another, whether conscious or not, it is the way that we use relationship, all kinds of relationship to keep turning us back in. And right now the world is in such a place and our relationships are in such a place that we are experiencing the many digs and pangs and triggers that that are meant to pop up in relationship. And especially women are experiencing very much uh, what we have allowed ourselves to lose and also deciding what it is that we really want now. Talk about where you are now, because I know our last interview was around this book, Sacred Sexual Union. And since that time, you co-authored Sacred Relationships. And even after that, much of your life has changed. So talk about who you are and where you are right now. And what is your uh, scope on the masculine and the feminine presence at this time, both from the human perspective as well as the divine perspective? That's a great start. So where I was writing Sacred Sexual Union was a much younger woman, a much more naive woman, and probably a woman speaking very much through a romantic lens. And where I am now, which is nine years on, I believe, near near enough, (laughs) is I'm very coming into the menopausal phase of life. So the third and final phase of the woman's journey. And what is greatly inspiring me at the moment is the use of voice. And not necessarily just by means of speaking an English language, but giving the voice permission to sound all that needs to be sounded in this time of life that you're beautifully expressing yourself, this tumultuous upheaval of inner and outer tugs of war. And and where I see the masculine and the feminine now, especially after this Me Too campaign, is it seems to be a silent landscape. The feminine has just announced her Me Too. And of course, it's staggering and it's probably much more widespread than we realized. And so the masculine principle is probably simply standing there aghast with his eyes and mouth wide open, not knowing how to respond. And what's important, and this is what I want to say on behalf of the men folk, is that the masculine principle also houses the feminine principle. So men have most definitely experienced a very similar story to our own as women. And this is what I believe needs to be facilitated next. Because if we keep on swinging from masculine to feminine to feminine to masculine, we're going to absolutely miss the point of this great tumultuous upheaval. It's meant to be this bad for a reason. And that is, I believe, for us men and women to link arms, finally, to put the stories down, to forgive one another implicitly, and to step into this new horizon, if there is one, as a unified being. 
Many yes, you, you raised a great point, Anaya, because many things, and, and we'll use this Me Too campaign as one of those, this, this issue is something that has happened. This issue is something that has caused pain within women, yet this issue is almost the mask. It is the layer that we want to react to. It is the layer that will be the distraction. But there's something underneath that as well, because as we keep seeing Me Too, we're looking at the woman's side of things, but yet the men that committed these acts had to have been wounded and had something occur to them to commit the acts. And so I love what you're saying about going beyond the story and coming to a place where we're meeting one another in a different way. Now, some people would say, okay, well, that sounds all fine and dandy, but that's altruistic. How can we forgive something? How can we forget something when it's so blatant in our face and was there so many? But war does not solve war. So how would you say we should approach these next steps so that we do not create more war and wounding from past war and wounding? I would simply say, when, when you suggest we cannot forgive each other, I simply say we have to. We so absolutely have to. At the moment, Pete and I are on the Greek island of Patmos, which is famous for housing John the Beloved and uh, the writing of the Book of Revelation. And of course, we've been visiting the monastery and the, the cave of the apocalypse. And one of the one of the things that really sticks out for me at the moment is one sentence. And in John's writings, he said, God loves the most those who forgive the most. Mm. And that's what I want to put straight back down, straight in front of that question. How can we forgive? Quite simply, because we must. We must step into the third phase of this alchemy. We've had the feminine, we've had the masculine. Let's not swing back into feminine. Let's take the big, bold, bold step and go into the sacred unknown, which is the union. We are masculine and feminine energy. Let's yes. come up with a third that describes this union and start being that together. In your book that you wrote with Padma, you say on Prakasha in Sacred Relationships, the Practice of Intimate Erotic Love, there is a sacred action that you place that so fits this conversation right now. And I'm going to read a passage from that book. This sacred action is a practice from the Tibetan Buddhism path of awakening. It is called Tonglen, which is Tibetan for giving and taking. This sacred practice allows us to come into connection with suffering, both our own pain and the suffering all around us. It is a method for overcoming the fear of suffering and for dissolving tightness in the heart. Primarily, Tonglen is a method for awakening the compassion inherent in all of us, no matter how cruel or cold we might seem to be. The three stages of Tonglen work are healing your own self, healing the one you love, and healing the one who has harmed you. And that's a bit of what you're talking about, isn't it? I was just in a a conference where I spoke and one of the issues in the area that I'm in is still the ongoing healing of, of the racial divide and the, the, the burden and the weight that is being carried by the African American culture in what was done to it. And then the guilt and, or the hate either way, whichever way it's coming out that is being carried by the Caucasian culture. And what you said earlier still applies here. If we continue to carry the stories of history and look through those lenses, then we continue the cycle of abuse because we will continue to see and prove to ourselves the very things that we believe. And, and so coming together in this place where we are saying, I'll be in sacred union, sacred relationship with you, I'll heal with you, that's a completely different perspective and approach. And what would be some of the first steps in reuniting the two sides, both from the human being perspective as well as from the energetic masculine feminine perspective? I would say through the human perspective 
Um, at the beginning of the interview, you spoke of the two big key woundings, the masculine and the feminine generally feel. The feminine generally fears the wound of abandonment. And the masculine generally fears the wound of being consumed, of losing his identity. So you could look at it through that polarized lens, but if you come to the secret self of your own true nature, you will realize that both of these wounds are absolutely operational inside of you, whether you're a man or a woman. And if you can then begin to feel what has been generalized as a masculine wound or a masculine tendency, then you will definitely begin to experience the deep compassion that is needed for the other gender because you're feeling it in your own body. And so one of the uh, methods I use is the inner marriage meditation, which is in the book, Sacred Relationships, where you simply hold your hand and support it completely at the central line of the body. So you take the right hand and support it, knowing that you're supporting your masculine self. And then you would take your left hand and support it at the midline, knowing that you're supporting and holding your feminine self. So you actually start to have a palpable experience of what you thought was a man's issue and a man's wound in your own body and vice versa. Mm, Beautiful. Trust is based on a willingness to explore and an ability to evolve. We simply cannot trust a person we don't respect, don't accept, and don't desire to be vulnerable with. The attempt to do so is one of the most frustrating aspects of relationship. Without trust, love is infantile and selfish. Indeed, to call it love is to misname it and trivialize it. At the beginning stages of relationship, we must ask ourselves these questions in the cool, still center of our being. Do I respect this person? Do I accept this person? Do I want to be vulnerable with this person? Does this person have a true and real center? Does this person have what it takes to hold me and all that I am, as well as the mystery of all that I shall become? This is from the book, Sacred Relationships, The Practice of Intimate Erotic Love by Anaya Sophia and Padman Ann Prakasha. And I would add one more question or offer you, invite you to explore if you can apply those questions to yourself first. You can find out more about Anaya Sophia at her website, anayasophia.com. That's A-N-A-I-Y-A, Sophia. Definitely look her up and see all of the other amazing events and courses that she has. She has a number of books. Sacred Sexual Union as well is another one. She recognizes the need for initiation and uses the vast intelligence of Kundalini Yoga to orchestrate those rites of passage. She is no spiritual lightweight, and she has spent the first half of her life soaking up the Christ teachings of the Sacred Heart and the Merry Mysteries of the Holy Womb. She now turns her attention to Gnosis, the absolute, in-your-face, obliterating truth of direct connection. We'll be right back with Anaya Sophia. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 
1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Many women have overanimated their masculine energy in the race for success and the drive to get ahead in their careers. Men and women alike have been culturally caught in the craving for bigger and better things, which creates anxiety around money and even more drive for worldly success. Eventually, this leads to collapse and burnout, especially in women who have subverted their natural feminine energy. Women with a strong feminine essence are not designed to be like men. Yet for the last 30 to 40 years, many have pushed themselves in that direction. We women were not created to be out there in the world conquering, achieving, amassing, and owning. We are designed to be out there in the world creating, visioning, beautifying, nurturing, and balancing. The modern myth of gender sameness and society's overvaluing of masculine qualities has resulted in women being energetically located in their heads, disconnected from their sensual and sexual selves, and primarily running on their masculine energy. This is from the book Sacred Relationships by Anaya Sophia and Padma Ayan Prakasha. I invite you to read this book. It's really quite powerful in understanding both the masculine and the feminine, both from an energetic perspective as well as from a human perspective. Anaya Sophia is an initiator of Gnosis. She is a wellspring of sacred wisdom and is mostly known for her role in revealing the temple mysteries. Anaya unveils the oral tradition of Sophia, a continuous lineage with the feminine principle that throughout the centuries has preserved its spiritual dignity without need for permission or recognition from any other source. Her passion and unyielding faith is radical and realizable. She and her husband, Pete, have a bed and breakfast called the Magdalene House with a rose garden and a tea shop where they allow individuals to come away on retreat to rest, rejuvenate, and reflect, or they also conduct uh, the retreats with them and work with them in the ways that are most necessary. If you'd like to find out more about all of the things that Anaya does, just go to her website, anayasophia.com. Welcome back, Anaya. That part about women becoming very masculine and and us shifting our places from the uh, visionary and creative forces that we are, this too plays a role in what is trying to balance out in our world when it comes to the energies. So how do you relate that to what's going on now and what we each as women can do uh, to shift things rather than uh, stepping more into the place of pushing and, and power and control? What can we do to really step back into our naturalness of becoming the feminine essence and feminine energy? What I'm doing, Simran, is I'm realizing that as a woman, and as a woman who is relaxing more and more into her feminine energy, I'm realizing that my 
first and foremost duty is to be a caretaker of all living things on this planet. I think that is the most natural sentence I can create for where we are right now, 2017, that we, as women, we do have a natural affinity to the earth, to every single bird and fish and mammal and being and child and field and ocean. And so as I drop more and more into that feminine role, I'm allowing myself to show up in defense of what has the absolute right to thrive. Hence, this um, understanding of the voice and being able to blast my way through all the patriarchal conditioning that I have agreed to hold. And that, of course, includes being small, being quiet, being polite, being well-mannered. Now, all of these things, politeness and well-manneredness, are going to have to just crash and burn if I'm going to be a sacred caretaker of the natural world. So that is something us ladies can instantly pick up and understand if, if we recognize we have become over-masculinized, is to remember our sacred contract to, to care for the whole of creation, like our own families, our own flesh and blood, and become that wild thing should something unjust be happening in our community. Now, talk about the distinction between the two, because many could hear that and say, okay, well, that's what women are being. That's what they have been since the feminist movement. That is the voice that we've been trying to claim back. But it sounds like you're saying something a little bit different. There seems to be a distinction. Can you go into more detail? I... I am talking of a primordial ability to sound and speak vocabulary and language and sound that when heard is, is instantly recognized as an authentic declaration to pay attention to what is coming out of this woman or man's voice. It is the sound of what we know is true. It is the sound of what we know is right. And it is shocking and shall bring everything to a standstill once it has been spoken. And that's all I can say at this point, Simran, because I'm still playing around with this at the early stages of my own understanding. It's, it's the sound of the sacred voice. It is freed from conditioning, it is freed from playing small, it is freed from what is right and what is wrong. It is absolutely free of all of that. Now, last night I was watching something on ancient civilizations and it was speaking of the Tower of Babel. Now, back in those ancient days, this was a time when every single human being could come to the Tower of Babel And despite their culture and language, they could all speak the one and same language and everybody understood what everybody was saying. Now, the minute you stepped out of the Tower of Babel, you went back to your own individual language again and no one could understand anything. Now, I truly believe that this one language could be returned to us or we could remember what that is and I do not believe it has anything to do with vocabulary it is some inner permission that we give ourselves and we just sound it and it's on behalf of creation and you know you could say English is my mother language whether it comes out as English I don't know But all I know is when it gets sounded, when I get behind this expression, many things could change and stop in that absolute moment. But by golly, it's going to take all of ourselves to actually go there again. My feeling and my experience as I hear you describe this and talk about this is that the distinction is one voice or the clamoring voice or the masculine or the powerful voice that women have taken on 
might be coming more from the head and the disembodied spirit, whereas the other one feels like it's very much the deep heart and core and the embodied soul. Where one is, and, and, and with that embodied soul, it could be a cry, a scream, it could be words, it could be a foreign language, it could be something no one understands, but yet you would feel the truth of it. You would know what was said, even if you didn't know what was said. That's what I'm getting from what you're saying. That is it, Simran. Bingo, you hit, you've hit the target. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier in the show when you talked about Sacred Sexual Union being a book of nine years ago, and then the next phase was the Sacred Relationships book that came out, and now you're in that menopausal stage of life. And I look at women around me because I'm also at that stage of life, and I look at women, and I think, you know, at their age, I was doing the same thing. I was pushing. I was trying there were agendas, there was ambition. Perhaps that is just a stage that we go through. And then as we get to the next stage, the mothering stage, we learn a different type of caring. We learn either to forget ourselves or how to nurture more deeply. And then as we move into this crone stage, we embrace life in a different way and we soften. Do you think it's that there are natural stages that we are going to go through or do you feel as if this is part of the conditioning that needs to be let go of and that it is the crone or the menopausal woman that really is going to create the shift for the younger woman? Mm, great question. I do feel that these three stages of womankind are natural and of the earth. They are a natural cycle. But by golly, stepping into this crone phase is absolutely shattering it is tackling every single drop of my being and every single word and expression and choice that I give birth to everything must be authentic this is what the crone in me and what I've heard throughout with with all ladies this is what she demands absolute truth-telling and authenticity Anything other than that is so uncomfortable and so dishonest that it actually makes you feel quite sick if you try to live it. So I am on my knees ever thankful to this crone energy that is just demanding truth every step of the way. However, this can make relationship rather intense (laughs) because this crone almost puts that same objective on the partner's shoulders because she's simply wanting all of life to step into truth now. She won't accept folly or pretense or illusion anywhere. And so, you know, that little joyful part of me is is taking a little secondary seat at the moment and allowing the crone, we're not allowing because there's no choice, the crone is going into primary position and she is doing a big cleanup. Mm. And what does this really do, especially when one is in relationship? Because I know that you're recently married and to move into this phase in this place, what does that do in terms of the balance and the shifting of the energies even within the relationship? Is it a balancing out or is it a returning? What What's actually taking place there? I think for myself, you know, Pete and I are very lucky because we've come into this relationship knowing this was on the horizon. And Pete was also very well informed, you know, he is, he is of this age. So he was very well informed that the his next partner is most likely going to be at this stage of her life as well. So, well done, Pete. But let's talk about someone who's been in relationship 20, 15, 10 years. What can they expect? Well, it's a little bit like Jesus and uh, that time that he went into the table, uh, went into the temple and realized that the whole outside courtyard had turned into a marketplace. And so the first thing he did was to literally upheave all of the tables and throw all the merchandise to the ground and simply say, not in my father's house. That is very much the energy of the menopause. 
It's no more lies, no more no secrets, no more playing, no more placating. And so the woman that you once knew, who was maybe very polite and very easy-natured and good fun and spontaneous to have around, suddenly may turn into this rampaging pioneer of truth and change. And you might temporarily not recognize her, but by golly, she is recognizing herself. And this was who she was prior to the conditioning. So you could say the crone is the upheaval of conditioning if you're willing to go there. And she Mm. will take a very honest journey. You do not need to fear the energy of the crone. From Sacred Relationships, the attributes of the Divine Feminine. I am pure love. I am wisdom, benevolently flowing in divine elegance, source of comfort, full of compassion and passion. I am breath. I am sovereign, queen who serves all, mother, lover, divine woman. I am a yoni of love. I am a benevolent and virginal, a rhythmic primordial power of joy. I am the compassion of woman as the daughter of my mother, tantric muse of the embodied love and transmuting elegance. I am embodiment. The wisdom of the divine feminine, together with the mythological and mystical tradition that attends it, is returning to consciousness. This wisdom reconnects us to a dimension of the instinctual soul that has been shut away, like sleeping beauty behind a hedge of thorns. The power and luminosity of the divine feminine are needed now to arouse the will, inhabit the body, and imbue our existence with an abundance of energy that inspires us to act on behalf of life. She calls for us to restore wholeness and co-creative awareness to our image of God, our image of relationship, and our image of ourselves. The return of the divine feminine is awakening humanity to the new ethic of responsibility, focused beyond our individual concerns towards the needs of the planet and the birth of the new paradigm. This is from Anaya Sophia and Padma Ann Prakash's book, Sacred Relationships. Anaya Sophia is a keeper of an oral tradition. She carries a living transmission from the sacred feminine mysteries and is a wellspring of wisdom, mostly known for her ability to transmit the merry mysteries and the feminine passion contained within the Christ path. You can find out more about all of the things that she does, including the Magdalene House, and her other books, if you go to AnayaSophia.com, that's A-N-A-I-Y-A Sophia.com. We'll be right back with Anaya Sophia after these messages. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort, 
would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great. Have more energy. Sleep better. Gently detox. Lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Again, I invite you to get your free sample of 1111 Magazine on audio. Just text 1111 to 443-641-1110. Text 1111 to 443-641-1110. Love to share a very powerful meditation and some beautiful articles by some of my past guests as well as other interviews that you are not privy to, and that should help to deepen your own experience of empowerment and growth. We are now going to go into the attributes of divine, uh, the attributes of the divine masculine from the book Sacred Relationships. I am pure consciousness. I am the generator, orchestrator, and power of truth, source of guidance, full of drive and intelligence, fearless, discerning, decisive and giving i honor the beloved with my devoted pillar of commitment i am sovereign king who serves all father lover divine man i am a lingam of light i am fulfilled and free a rhythmic primordial power of light i am the actions of man as the son of my father intelligence of transcendent love and formless truth i am enlightenment there's some really beautiful and powerful Uh, passages in the book Sacred Relationships, Anaya, and you move through in that book the masculine and the feminine in relationship, particularly man and woman, while it also speaks to the energetics. And there are two points that you bring about in this book, which I think is also um, connected to much of the work that you've continued to do, and it has to do with really deepening our understanding of what truly brings in the transfiguration. And there's an aspect of aloneness that is required to really tap into the most deep places where we have to face ourselves and be with our darkest shadows and allow a greater light to kind of come forth. Talk a little bit about aloneness and then the alchemy that takes place so that we can get to the place of gnosis and direct knowing. Mm, Beautiful. Well, at the moment, myself and Pete, we're on the shadow course with Andrew Harvey and Caroline Mice. And they are speaking to exactly this subject. And I must say, this is the deepest shadow course I've ever been on. And again comes this vitality and this essential nature of aloneness. Because when you're in relationship you are mostly forever on the outside, interacting, engaging, contemplating, navigating the two of you together and your external life and your choices and all your activities. But when you're doing shadow work, it is so important, so essential that you actually get the alone period to actually be in communion with the shadow. So I don't mean thinking about the shadow. I don't mean feeling the shadow. I mean absolutely coming into contact with the shadow and its agenda and how it's been woven into pretty much everything. And then to seek out the absolute precious gift at the very center of its being. That is never going to happen if you're 
out there in the externalized version of yourself, that can come only after quiet, quiet, quiet introspection. And so in relationship, you must have those moments when you can sink into solitude, not to be disturbed, and to actually come into the, these deeper alchemical rivers within you and do the essential good work. I believe that's so important. And I, I personally view a lot of the things that are happening outside, whether they are social issues or weather issues uh, or global issues, as places that are turning us back in so that we can see our reflection in them and go back into our aloneness rather than allowing that to create the reaction. And you write in the book, uh, Sacred Relationships, there's a beautiful piece uh, when it comes to the aloneness and moving into that place that shifts it into alchemy. And it says, true alchemy is both fiery and tender at the same time. It includes the traditional cool practices of transcendence while blending them with the hot fires of erotic initiation and the warm reverence for the earth. The core mystery of this era is the birth of the sacred androgyny, a being filled with the hunger to fuse heaven and earth, masculine and feminine, stillness and action into every part of its existence. The alchemy that births this divine human consists of four initiatory forces. These four forces and keys that unlock the potential within life, our shamanic connection to tribal wisdom and seasonal cycles, our compassionate connection with animals and nature expressed as the feminine aspect of creation. Number two, our gnostic connection to the transcendent peace, stillness, and freedom of the masculine aspect of creation. And number three, our tantric connection to the ecstasy of the body, making love and expressing creatively and abundantly, in essence, the marriage between the masculine and feminine in ourselves, in our sacred relationships, and fourth, our sacred work connection, which stirs all this into an alchemical elixir that inspires us to contribute to the great rebirth in a real and tangible way. That is really, really powerful because it takes us not just through the layers of what we are here to experience and embody, but these are layers within ourselves. Talk a little bit about those four pieces and how you view them now after a period of time and moving into this place of more sacred aloneness and the integration of the darkness. Well, this step-by-step process is absolutely applicable to a person on a solitary path and to a person in relationship. And ideally, both people in relationship will be looking at these steps and stages and absolutely agreeing to show up in all of these areas together. And this really is the sacred template. If we really got behind this very simple and easy to understand methodology, it is a recipe for absolute contribution to the community and this world crisis that we're facing, as well as the deep and authentic becoming on the inside as well. So everywhere you look at it, I mean, it truly is a hologram, masculine and feminine, inner and outer, human and divine, light and dark, shadow and soul. Here it is. Here is the sacred hologram to step into as an individual and as a partnership. Now, I know so much of your work has moved into the kundalini yoga aspect and allowing the self to to be in the body and really feel the body. And so many people don't realize that we're not supposed to be trying to ascend and go up and out, but that the true ascension is coming down and in and involuting. And so talk about this integration through the use of the body and how it helps to ground these energies of both masculine and feminine within. Well, I've been in the Kundalini Yoga tradition for 19 years now, so this is not a new thing. 
But what we do need, we do need regular daily bodily practice. We do need to be able to, first of all, feel our body, feel our organs, feel the energy that's running through the body, and then come into the awareness of subtle anatomy and subtle sensations, because the body does not lie. So if the body gives off a little alarm or a little alert, this person or this circumstance is not to be trusted, when you're in the body, you will get that biofeedback. And the more you can trust your body, the more intelligent you will be showing up in life. But first, we've got to get into it. And we can't get into it by praying or meditating or, or, or even receiving a transmission. It has to be real. And that's why I really get behind rites of initiatory passage. We do need orchestrated events, circumstances that will bring us into the body in a very abrupt and real way. And that's why I believe initiation is essential in this age that we're in now. Because we are so clever and so sophisticated, we will try to imagine being in the body and we really, really will believe that we, are, we have done a good job and that we're in the body and, you know, we're well on the way to embodiment when the whole thing is a pure fantasy and taking part only at the level of the mind. Mm. I want to close out this show with a beautiful holy prayer from Sacred Relationships. Beloved Mother, Father, God, help me to love myself so tenderly and deeply that I place my holy purpose, passion, and growth as the number one priority in my life. Help me to embody the divine light of life so that I live fully and completely, creating, growing, experiencing, learning, developing, and tasting all that you have created. Dearest God, help me become free from the controlling methods and the ways of this patriarchal era so I may enter the love and unity consciousness that is occurring on this glorious planet now. Help me to have faith and to trust in you completely. You created me to thrive and give my gifts. Help me to integrate in sacred alchemy. Help me open my shamanic connection, my Gnostic connection, my tantric connection, and my connection to the sacred work. I am so grateful for this life, and I choose to deeply share my essence with all creation. Amen. Connect with Anaya Sophia at AnayaSophia.com. Her books include Open Your Heart with Kundalini Yoga, Pilgrimage of Love, Womb Wisdom, Sacred Sexual Union, The Rose Knight, and finally Sacred Relationships, The Practice of Intimate Erotic Love. You can find out more at AnayaSophia.com. My guest next week is Eileen Workman, and we are talking about raindrops of love. Until then, in love, of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.